This is poetry from Studio 47. Welcome. Today's poet is Joe Wilkins. Wilkins was born and raised in a small rural town in the Big Dry area of eastern Montana on May 11, 1978. It was a rugged place to live, and it left a deep imprint on his creative imagination. After high school, Wilkins went to Gonzaga University, where he studied computer engineering. It seemed like a reliable major, and he excelled at it. But when he took a writing class, he knew that creating words was what he really wanted to do. In an interview, Wilkins had this to say, Once I took that writing class, I knew that I wanted writing in my life. When he graduated from Gonzaga with honors, he joined Teach for America and moved to the Mississippi Delta, where he taught pre-algebra to ninth graders. Shortly afterwards, he went to the University of Idaho, where he got his MFA in creative writing. His books include Killing the Murnian Dogs, Notes from the Journey Westward, When We Were Birds, The Mountain and the Fathers, and his novel, Fall Back Down When I Die, which was recently shortlisted for the Center for Fiction's First Novel Prize. Wilkins has won the Oregon Book Award, the Boyden Award, the GLCA New Writers Award, and his work has been anthologized in the Pushcart Prize Anthology, as well as Best New Poets and Best American Magazine Writing. He is a professor at Linfield College, where he directs the creative writing program. He lives in McMinnville, Oregon. Today's poem is Say. I should stop myself at this point and mention that this isn't a poem at all. However, that's the great thing about having your own show. You can bend the rules. Our work for today is actually something called flash fiction. That is, it's a very short story. What I really like about Say is the narrative voice that Wilkins employs, the narrator is creating two characters as he goes along, but he doesn't really know how the story will end. This captures a voice from the rugged Midwest and West. The imagery conveyed in this story reminds me of the highways and dusty roads that is so much a part of Middle America. I should also mention that there is a minor swear word in this story. I've changed it with Wilkins' approval so that I can read it on air. If you'd like to read the original version, please visit the Poetry from Studio 47 website. Wilkins has allowed us to reprint it there in full. This, then, is Say by Joe Wilkins. Let's say we have a man and a woman. Let's say they're riding in some old Chevy pickup, windows down, prairie earth wheeling past. Let's call it Nebraska. No harm to say some old Chevy, no harm to say Nebraska. Though, to be honest, Judging by the cheat grass spiking the ditches, those four cow skulls nailed down a fence post's crooked length, and the great blue scape of sky, it might be Wyoming, or Montana, or a Dakota. Any of those dun-colored, too wide open, go crazy or so lonesome places in the middle of America. But we'll say Nebraska. We'll say the Chevy's a faded green and has a beat-up topper on the back. We'll say the plates are nearly mudded over, the engine cranked up to a high whine. We'll say some things fell through back home, and they've heard there's work in Fort Collins. We'll say they've been on the road a long few days. We'll say that in the cramped cab of the Chevy, they're close enough to touch, but they're not touching. He drapes one hand over the wheel, reaches the other out to her, palm up, like he's trying to make a point, like he's trying to come to the point, but she's not listening. We don't even have to say that. You can see it in the way her gaze has gone as flat and vacant as these planes. See the sunburnt angle of her jaw, that quick tremble of her lip? For her sake, let's say that, finally, he shuts up. He smokes cigarette after cigarette, each one burning down faster than the last, 
and as the miles streak by, she has retreated to some dark place behind her eyes. It's probably fair to say they've had it hard, not only the four hundred flat, aching miles they've come since sunup in Sugar City, but his drunk father, her drunk father, the job he walked out on and wishes he had back, the two semesters she tried at State College and will pay for until she's thirty-seven, that thing he did so long ago in the night, that man who grabbed her wrist, the friend who loved him and whom he treated cruelly, the sister she let make her own mistakes. Yes, it must be said, like you or me or anyone, like everyone, they've had it hard. You can see it in the sharp wing his elbow makes, the way she shuts her eyes for miles and leans her head against the shuddering window glass. And, just to top it off, let's say the cassette deck is broken. So for hours it's been either silence or silence. Nebraska and silence. Yes, it's been a hard goddamn day. But let's say, and it could happen, I promise you, she opens her mouth and begins to sing, Ain't it just like the night to play tricks when you're trying to be so quiet? Say, down the next dry hill, he can't help but offer up. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose, and nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Yes, let's say that. Despite it all, they begin to sing. It's not so hard to imagine, isn't it? Not so hard to see them barreling down the road, the sun-washed wind in their faces, these getting-by tunes on their lips, out with the truckers and the kickers and the cowboy angels and a good saloon in every single town. Oh, I know. It most likely goes the other way. But listen, I'm simply telling you that the ending's not yet written. Maybe she won't get out at that gutted gas-and-go in Osceola. Maybe she won't wait until he's gone to take a leak and then cross the street and turn the corner by the dollar store and simply walk away. Maybe two days later, he won't meet that hatchet-faced man in a roadside bar. Maybe he won't strain bad whiskey between his teeth and clench his fist. Maybe the economies of entropy and regret won't have their way. Not today. I'm holding on here with foolish hope. I'm telling you they sing their way through Osceola, then turn south to miss that storm boiling up over the sand hills. I'm telling you they stop on the grassy banks of Little Dry Creek and splash a bit of water on their necks, telling you they make McCook by nightfall and stop at that cut-rate motel he knows and split a quart of beer while they watch moths arc and spin through streetlights like kinfolk of stars. I'm saying that this night they undress and pull the comforter from the bed and sweat against one another and roll away to sleep as naked and tired as stones. I'm saying, in the frog-loud Nebraska night, in the pure dark of Middle West America, they dream. And his dream is of sunburned and off-brand cigarettes and a black watery silence she dives into and through and pulls him from, and with his tired arms he greets again the light. And her dream is of all the things she has ever forgotten lined up on a country porch, and only after she has touched and blessed each one can she race down the steps and slide into the front seat beside him for the ride to the river. I'm telling you, just trust me for a moment, won't you, that she wakes and hears him already in the shower, and she rises and drapes one of his shirts over her small shoulders and begins to sing. I'm telling you they sing. Listen, hear their cracked voices whirl and ring. Poetry from Studio 47 is hosted and curated by Patrick Hicks. This episode was recorded at Augustana University and produced by Peter Folliard. Thank you for listening.